Welcome to the Kingsley Grant Show, the podcast dedicated to helping you become the leader everyone loves and wants to follow. Kingsley believes his leadership paradigm, emotelligence, the art of succeeding where others failed, is the key to achieving this status. On this show, Kingsley guides you through the uncharted waters of emotional intelligence and leadership essentials, with the guarantee that upon exit, you will become more skilled in relationship management, decision-making, and job performance. Now here's your host, your coach, and your Sherpa, Kingsley Grant. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is your boy, Kingsley Grant, sitting behind the Jamaican microphone, bringing you yet another show. And it is from the show that's been voted number three on the top 15 podcasts on emotional intelligence by Spot, And so I am excited that you are listening to one of the top shows right now. And I'm in the command center of the Emotelligent Leadership Institute, where I'm going to dig into the vault and get today's show so that what you've come for, you will have. So let me reach in right here and get today's show. There it is. I got it. I got it. And put it down right here. And now we can dive into today's show. And on today's show, we are going to talk about three ways to making every team member feel valued and important. The question is, how do you do that? You know, I, I can hear someone saying, are you suggesting, Kingsley, that I take valuable time away from everything else and try to make sure I kind of make every person feel this way? <laughs> well, I, I could see that that could be a major undertaking, especially if you have a lot of people who are following you as a leader, right? But I want to think about the fact that as your business, is it important that you keep your high performers? That's a question that you must you have to answer. Because as you know, replacing a person, much less a high performer or high capacity person to find that individual, you know, the the, the studies show that it could be a twenty percent of that person's salary, right? So if the person is making, for example, $48,000, just a, a number, or $50,000 off, I mean, per year, right? And I know it could be a lot more than that. Just play with me here for a second. That means it's about $10,000 it's going to cost you. And it's not just a one-time cost where, you you know, okay, it costs me to, to do the ad. It costs me to, to promote the position. It costs me to do you know, time away from work. But think about the retraining, helping that person assimilate to the the setting. What does it cost you? What is it costing you in relationships, rebuilding relationships, rebuilding teams? The time down downtime to do that. I mean, you know, you the cost is could be astronomical where you cannot actually put a number on that. 
But you could you could see that in your overall productivity, right? You could see that in morale. You could see that it's is is affecting the overall environment, the workplace. And, and so truly valuing in valuing and and making your your team member feel important and valued, right? Is of high importance. I believe it's of utmost importance. It, it is something that I believe that ought to be given a priority. But here's the thing. Not many leaders pay attention to this until they no longer have that person that they may have taken for granted. You know, you may have heard this saying, which is, you don't know how valuable something or someone is until you lose that thing or that person. Have you ever experienced that? I, I know I have taken in, in the past some relationships for granted. I've taken some things for granted that I had and counted it as normal to always have it somehow. We know there's no always, but sometimes we think that we don't give thought that somehow this good experience and good pleasing thing, right, could ever end. Who wants it to end? We just kind of hope it continues and just, and sometimes we fall into that idea of where familiarity breeds contempt. I mean that something becomes so familiar to us. We, we tend to, we wake up, it's there. We go through our day and come home, it's there. And it could be it or the person, right? We go to bed and the person is there or the thing is there until we no longer have it. And all of a sudden, that thing becomes so valued and so important. And we are thinking, man, I wish I had, right? And we end up having regrets, wish we had taken care of a person better than we we had. Better, wish we had taken care of a thing better than we had until it's no longer there. You know, I have had many of those situations in my life. And end up losing some things or or in some cases some relationships. And I I wish I could go back and redo some things differently in those regards, right? Because I, I didn't place as much value on that thing or that person as I should have. I did not value the importance of that thing or that person as I should have until they were no longer there. It was no longer there. And all of a sudden, it hit me. Man, things are, are much more challenging. The workload. I, I now begin to see what the person did. You know, I, I see it sometimes in the workplace that when that one person is, is gone, that was taken for granted, wasn't valued and wasn't treated as an important person, and they have, may have been doing two, three person's job. And now they're gone and the glaring, um, gaping hole, right? It's a, a big hole that's now been created. And that's when you realize, wow, man, I, I just can't believe that this person did all of this. And I never even saw or thought about it that way. And that's why I believe some of your, your people that you're, leading, they're only biding their time. 
They're looking for the best opportunity that may come their way and they're gone. Is that what you want? What if you can prevent that or at least, at least reduce the possibility? You may not be able to prevent, but reduce the possibility or the potential of that person leaving simply because they felt that they were not valued. You know, I think O.C. Tanner, the research group, and they, they, they found that 79% of people who left a workplace, right, left their jobs, were asked this question, what is the number one reason why you left? And it's surprising what their answers, the answer was. You would think that, oh, money, Oh, and in some cases that was for some people, but 79% did not cite that. They cite the fact that they were not valued. They didn't feel valued or important, that what they did mattered, that they were contributing to the overall success of the company. And so they they, they left. Why why stay there? Why, why stay there? Because every one of us want to be fueled by somehow reckon, being recognized in some way that let us know that you notice as a leader, I notice as a leader that we're valuable, right? And we want that kind of feedback. We're looking for that. You know, in my book, if you haven't read it yet or gotten a copy of my book, The Immortaligent leader succeed where others failed and become the leader everyone loves and wants to follow, you may want to do so. But I, I talk about this idea in one, of, in one of the chapters about how to give effective feedback. And in that chapter, I, speak, I spoke about the fact that you, you want to do a praise sandwich or a feedback sandwich. And I mentioned about the different, you know, one side of the, the sandwich, you have one, uh, one slice of bread and the other side, slice of bread. And then in the middle of those two slices, you have the your meat or whatever else that goes in between. And how do you use that as a way to give feedback? And so I mentioned the two slices are praise. And in between is where the, 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 um, the whatever it is you're doing, whatever you're trying to accomplish or tell that person is done. But then you close it back with a praise, which is the other part of the bread, right? The sandwich. So what are the, what are the three keys? that you can use to make every team member feel valued and important. And, and it's, it's something that you have to get in a, into a habit of doing. It's not a one-time thing. So when I mention them, realize this is not a one-time thing. This is an ongoing thing. It's almost like creating a culture that this is part, a part of the culture. Everyone kind of expect this, right? So, these three keys, don't see them as, okay, I did it once and that should be enough. No, no, no. It has to be a more regular way, a regular um, thing that you do. It has to be where it happens often for it to truly, truly work. So here then are the three keys. And I have an acronym basically that I'm using to share this. And the word is AIR, A. I-R, right? A-I-R. And the first one is A, and it stands for acknowledgement. The first key is acknowledgement. This key opens incredible doors for your people. 
when they're acknowledged, and this is where it's important that we kind of make sure we, we clarify here that acknowledgement is done publicly and privately. It want to be done both ways because there might be something you want to say beyond what publicly you want to share for whatever reason that you do privately. But there has to be a public component to acknowledgement. That person needs to know that, at number one, they're seen, you know. Hey, I'm here. Acknowledge their presence. Acknowledge them by calling their name, learning their name, speaking to them through mentioning their name. You want to acknowledge as a part of who they are, a very important part of who they are, right? You want to somehow let that person know and everyone else know about their contribution, what it is they're doing, how it is that their difference, I mean, their presence is making a difference. You want to highlight that in a meeting, for example, where they are the star. Your people, your team should be the star of the meeting. It's an opportunity to look for what is working, what might not be working, and what can you do to make it work and make it better. How can you help that person become their best self in their performance and where they're at? So acknowledgement is very, very important. You know, I, I, I think that what I know when I was in that situation where I was on a team and whenever I was acknowledged and something that I did was mentioned and there was a, a way of praising publicly what I did and acknowledging my hard work and my sacrifice and my effort and all of that. Because sometimes I felt, you know, unappreciated. And I, I, I mean, honest, I, I felt that way sometimes in, in certain settings. And I'm wondering, you know, did anyone even notice the commitment, the time that I've put into this? Does anyone ever ask the question, you know, the how, what, where, about, you know, what it is I did. And, and sometimes I felt like, man, my my effort was, not that, I, not that I did it for that purpose, but but we like to get it sometimes. And I felt like it went unnoticed. It went unnoticed. Not just what I did, but all the other parts of what led to that. And And this is not private information. It was publicly known what I did, all the different facets of that project or whatever the event was, but that was almost like taken for granted. Okay, that's what your job is, and, and hello, you ought to do what you're supposed to do anyway, right? <laughs> My friend, that, that kind of attitude is not going to fly, it's not going to work if you're going to make every team member feel valued and important. So acknowledgement is the first one, is the A of the letter, of the acronym AIR, A-I-R. The second one is investing in them, investing in them. One thing I must say about before I, I resigned from my last place of employment and became my own boss, I do appreciate the fact that the leaders at that time did invest in us. They, they wanted to, you know, make sure that we had our, the best tools and resources uh, possible. Now, there were some things we could have gotten better if we could afford it, I mean, as a business, an organization, but we had to 
understand that, yes, we could have better stuff, but what we have is adequate and for where we are and can do the job. But but I think what I liked about our leaders is that they truly took time to invest in us. And in doing so, I believe they had longevity from most of us because of that very reason. We were growing. And here's where I think sometimes leaders and business owners go kind of, you know, miss the mark is their thinking. Their thinking is this. Oh, if what if, <laughs> here's how it starts. What if I took all the time and money and resources and invest in that person? Okay. And then here is their, their concern. That person leaves not too long after all that investment and work that I did uh, in trying to get them to be to be developed, right? Personal development and so on. And there's a concern, and it's a valid concern. Now, don't get me wrong. It's a valid concern, and I believe every single leader at some point have to wrestle with that. You know, it's part of the, the, the journey. You have to wrestle with that. I don't think there's anybody who is a leader who may not have had those thoughts at some point when they're investing in their people. But I like the answer, the response that one person gave to this very thought. And the answer was this. What if you don't invest in them and they stay. And here's the thing. Remember, time marches on. Technology is just booming and constantly be being um, re-updated. And if your people are not updated, they're going to use old school methods and approaches to try to solve new school challenges, right? It's like having a tool that works on say metrics and you have, you know, um, say inches, you know, that kind of measurement. And you say, okay, I don't, I can't because everything's been made a certain way and I don't have the tools. What do you think is going to happen? And so often I see that sometimes in the business place where the training is not being done. You know, for example, what I do of a leadership training and team building, people who don't have access to that, they don't know what's available, but not only that, they're not getting their mindset renewed to be entrepreneurial and to become more empowered to make decisions and to experiment and all of the different things that go along with that. That is training that does that. That's investment in them. Send them to a class or bring in someone like myself to do some training. If it's specific training you need, well, find somebody who does that and bring them in. Your people, they feel as if they're growing, they're becoming better than they were yesterday, will feel just that sense of confidence and, you know, the feeling of like, I'm growing, I'm not stagnant, I'm not where I was when I first came in. And thanks to you, they will, in a sense, say without being direct, they'll show their appreciation as a result of them. So investing in them is really investing in your business. It's really investing in your business. So first one is acknowledging them publicly and privately. Secondly, investing in them. And the third key to making every team member feel valued and important is, and this is, this is a big one, right? It's a big, almost like, like you need a drum roll for this one, right? <laughs> 
rewarding them, rewarding them. Now, here's where I find sometimes business leaders or leaders in general who has been empowered to do this, they feel like, do I have to somehow bribe? Isn't this a bribe? Isn't this something that they ought to do and I expect them, that's why they were hired? Isn't hiring them enough of rewarding them? I pay them a salary every two weeks or whatever. They get a salary. They're not working for free. I'm rewarding them. (laughs) I can hear that. Well, yes, yes, you are. You're not rewarding them, actually. You're actually paying them for service. They've given you their time, their skill set, and you're just simply saying you're paying them for that. Now, I, I know some people there who might be in the workplace that you wish that you're saying, paying them for, for what? For showing up? Because they just come in and they, they just kind of mark the time and can't wait until the end of day. So, you know, you know, as um, we have seen many studies and research, Gallup shows that 70% of people in the workplace are disengaged. So you have people who are there just making, marking time. And it's the other 30% or so that does 70, 70% of the work. And that's how it is. But imagine engaging, trying to get everyone on the same page, pulling in the direction that they ought to pull. This is one, one way to do that, my friend. What I mentioned here about these three keys, this is a way to get it done. And so when you reward them in tangible ways, and it could be a few hours off, leave work early one day. It could be coming into work late one day. It could be working from home. It could be something that you incentivized and, you know, maybe it's a gift card. I mean, let's not, let's take the incentivization out of there. But let's say it's a gift card. It could be a you know, a trip, whatever it is that fits, that best fits your setting, you have to decide what's the best way. But here's the thing. Some people, how they want to be rewarded, it may not be as you're thinking. Something very expensive. Could be a movie ticket, right? I mean, the, 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 the amount of ways you could do this is just really... I mean, you you can't find... There's always something. There's small things, big things, medium things. You can find something to reward them. But it has to be top of mind. All of what I'm suggesting here has to be something that you are constantly thinking of that you can do for your people. It has to be top of mind awareness where this is culturally part of the DNA of the company. Make this part of the DNA of the company. Imagine, imagine what that would look like in your setting. Imagine if everyone on your team felt valued and important. What difference would that make? What do you think you would see differently, feel differently about the atmosphere of the the company? I, I guarantee you, my friend, I believe that you would see a marked difference. You would see enthusiasm higher, you would see people more engaged. I believe you would see people happier. And the list goes on, right? So the question is, which of these three things, three keys, are you 
incorporating in your setting. How are you acknowledging, investing in, or rewarding your people? Remember this. These are keys. Keys open the door or open something, right? That's what keys do. So I I purposely label these as keys because I want you to visualize a door being opened to the best of the best. You're opening the door for your people to unleash their passion in the workplace like never before. You're opening the door for them to stay plugged in. And even if enticed to go someplace else, they're saying, no. Why would I leave a good thing? Even if it's more money being offered, I can tell you, people... Yes, in desperation, sometimes we'll go for the money and regret that they did. Because when they, they can't find an environment that they once had, like they, you know, they're like, oh man. And, and some people don't even, don't even want to, to uh, entertain the thought because they're happy. That's really what they want, really, from the place that they spend most of their time and hours of a day in the workplace. They want to be in a happy place. They want to be in, in a place that they feel acknowledged and invested in and rewarded, right? That's a happy place. They want to be there. So my thing is, let people, give them a reason. Here's it. Give them a reason to want to be there, to want to show up, to want to give their best work to you. And these three keys, I believe, will help help you achieve that. Now, here's the thing. I, I know sometimes implementing them is kind of awkward or is difficult. Not difficult, but it's like awkward, especially if it hasn't been done for a while. And sometimes it has to do a reset, right? Get everybody on the same page and recalibrate. And, and sometimes it takes someone like myself to come in and, and do a talk or just kind of create some kind of systems where everyone begin to work towards this and em- everyone embrace this as a... Let's do this. Let's find ways to do this. Let's put our heads together and and truly come up with how that will look and how that would work and let it become a team effort and you'll be surprised. So if I could be of help to you in the area of coaching or speaking or and or speaking in keynotes or training, then let me know because my whole point is that I believe leadership being read is being redefined and it's it is redefined and has to take a different skill set and my whole notion is that you're one skill away because I incorporate emotional intelligence which is one of the most um, important skill that you can use and I can use to do exactly what I mentioned earlier motivate engage and inspire people to great work and having them wanting to be there. That's emotional in- intelligence. And in my world, I call that emotelligence. Right from my book, Emotelligent Leader, the word that I've coined is the word emotelligence, the art of succeeding where others failed. This is where you'll succeed where others are failing, my friend. So if you can, if I can be of assistance and be of help, make sure you reach out to me. I can 
you know, wherever you are in the world, as long as I can get there, I'll do the training. I'll come there and do the training, maybe do a two-day, three-day training, or a one-day, or a keynote, or a half-day, whatever it is, or coaching for your, your prime leaders, and we could talk about that and how that will look. So don't forget to reach out to me. Remember that I'm available, that if my schedule will work with yours, and we can find a thing on the calendar, we'll make it happen, right? Because I want to see you succeed. And my friend, let me say thank you so very much for taking the time to listen to me and to, for us to share this time together. And I want to remind you that you are one skill away from your best hope. One skill. So let's make it happen. And I hope this episode today brought you closer. So with that said, my friend, let's put this show back into the vault and secure it. So here, let's go. Here we go. Here we go. There it is. Now the show has been put away and I can now exit the command center of the Immortelligent Leadership Institute and re-engage in society. So my friend, as you know, if you've been with us for some time, how we end the show. With that said, peace out, God bless, and I'll see you on the flip side. Yeah!